0: I understand the context issue. Maybe he's talking about video games. Context and scale, and without the context of that relationship, without the context of the conversation that we're having, I understand the context issue. But this is what this is what I talk. What there's context and scale too, though, right? Context, 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 context,
1: context, 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 agree. context, 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 Tech tends to lean left.
2: So a lot of a lot of our rules are based in more of the UN
0: uh, declaration. Um, Doesn't in just purely US. Doesn't the UN declaration guarantee the right of all people through any medium to express their opinion?
1: No, I'm just going to be honest. Like, your mom should have swallowed you. You know, it's like you're, you're a mistake.
2: Yeah. Thank you for the feedback.
3: As they say on the internet, welcome to the internet. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I've been away for a few days and a lot has happened with the Twitter story. So that being said, we have three articles to get into. They start off a little bit older, this one being the oldest, and they end on the most recent article that only came out today. It is currently 2.52 a.m. Thursday, December 15th, 2022. And I've been away for a couple days, just work, general life things. Been busy, haven't got a chance to actually record. I know that's all a convenient, but honest excuse for why I've been away. That being said, let's uh, let's see what I've missed with the Twitter side of things. And again, this is an older article, completely understandable if you don't want to listen to it. But again, we will end on an article that just came out. So let's, without any further ado, get right into it, shall we? Over here from the Washington Examiner, published December 9th, 2022. Musk and Dorsey feud over Twitter's handling of child exploitation by Ryan King, breaking news reporter with the Washington Examiner. see, what's this little video here? Does it bear any, uh, is it just, is it not going to play? So no. All right, well, as you guys see, I clicked it, didn't play, so we're just going to move on. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey and newly anointed chief twit Elon Musk publicly clashed over the company's handling of child exploitation cases Friday. Musk exonerated the social media giant. He hold on a second. Musk excoriated. The social media giant he took over back in October, claiming the company, quote, refused to take action on child exploitation for years. Drawing a rare interjection into the latest Twitter drama from Dorsey, who replied, quote, this is false. Is it now, Jack? How confident are you in that? And I just want to say right now. I'm on the fence with this. I don't know how right ever per- how right I am on this, but me and a lot of other people speculate, and I can't say this is my original speculation or anything. It's just something that seems kind of obvious, or at least seemed obvious uh, from the outset, which uh, I'm beginning to mount suspicions could be entirely wrong. I'm starting to think Jack Dorsey was a lot more of a dubious actor than a hapless billionaire with a thumb up his ass. See, I assume Jack Dorsey was kind of just held hostage by this woke... Uh Entourage that had taken over Twitter these brain dead brain warm infested millennials sinking their fucking bedazzled talons into every little goddamn thing they fucking touch and ruining every institution they come into power of and Dorsey just happened to be in this little position of power, receiving constant payment and maintaining enough uh clout, status, and wealth to pursue other ventures and interests he had such as square and other payment and social media interests including different vr things and crypto interests jack dorsey is really a, a jack of all tech if you will but with him outright being like this isn't true and we'll get into a more recent article about this he has a he has a fucking tone change when it comes to this particular topic here the whole well this isn't true uh-huh Especially when Yol Roth comes more into this part of the story later on. No, Jack Dorsey absolutely knew everything that was going on. And with him acting like, oh no, this isn't true at all. It makes me believe that he's absolutely a evil and nefarious person. Less of a banality type and more of a hands-on mastermind of cruelty type because I'm sorry, if you know there is uh, people rallying for violent riots and burning down cities and attacking and killing people and calling for the deaths of people, doxing on the other hand, and at the same time you have people um... oh, I lost my train of thought, Goddamn, that is a shame but anyway, oh, and and you know people are posting uh, follow the the, um, the two letter initials for this next phrase, people posting cheese pizza and you're aware of this, and you don't do anything about it for the longest fucking time, you are evil. There is no gray area here where you just fall into it. Now, there also is an argument, and this doesn't make it any better, mind you, I'm just saying this is an argument that people have put out there, that the reason why so much child exploitation was allowed to stay up was because it was meant to be a honeypot, so the feds could see who was looking at it and posting it. I counter that was saying people are saying the same thing about them allowing antifa and various other violent groups to post up planned riots and demonstrations they're like oh well the only reason they allow the planning of of, of violent political uh demonstrations is so that the feds can you know find who's involved and intervene quickly and yet that never happened not fucking once did that ever happened where the feds were like oh they post some crazy shit we better better be there on that date to stop it no. In fact, the feds always get involved, it seems. And give them weapons and cheer them on from a distance. And then be like, oh, geez. They were on our radar. Just it wasn't top of mind this morning. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. And the reason why... I, and, and look, they didn't take down anyone who's was posting these, this crazy shit. At all. If anything, they bookmarked them for... What future? Not doing anything about it laterisms? No. No. And uh, you know, you, you just can't convince me that the FBI had this 3D chess thing going on when they can't even do it for things that don't involve like the direct exploitation of people. They can't even stop a riots when they're bragged when people plan a riots a month in advance on on Twitter or ISIS recruits on Twitter. Dorsey knew about this. Twitter knew about, like, the ISIS beheading videos and shit. The Taliban and ISIS are still on Twitter, right? Dorsey just sat back and was fine with it. But God forbid a sitting president has something to say. God forbid. The exchange came in a thread in which conservative influencer Mike Cernovich posted a 2021 New York Post article detailing a lawsuit that alleged Twitter declined to take down videos of sex trafficking victims after concluding it didn't violate the company's policies. Even if it doesn't violate the company's policies, Jack... It does violate the very app stores policy in which your app is distributed from, because Google has a strict no pornography or exploitation material of any kind under any circumstance uh, material. The only reason they don't get forced is because years ago there was a big issue between like news companies got in trouble and of course because news big news outlets bring big money, YouTube immediately cucked it and was like, oh yeah, we'll do whatever you want. But alright. My point being is, it was somebody's terms of service. Slightly more important figure than uh, Twitter itself. Post article detail and lawsuit alleged Twitter declined to take down videos of uh, sex trafficking victims after concluding it didn't violate the company's policies. The company insisted in the article that it had a, quote, zero tolerance policy for such activity. Quote, no, it's not. Musk then rebutted. Quote, when Ella Irwin, who now runs Trust and Safety, joined Twitter—ooh, nice—joined Twitter earlier this year, almost no one was working on child safety. She raised this with Ned and Parag. Isn't Parag that irrelevant, fat, Middle Eastern, in Hindu, fucking whatever? Isn't he that irrelevant bookmark, that placeholder between Dorsey and Musk? Isn't that who Prague, uh, what's it, uh, Prague Pancake on a Wall? Something like that. You know, that guy. The. (laughs) James, stop here and make some jokes get you in trouble. Anyway, but they rejected her, uh, staffing request. In my culture, we do not look the other way. We allow this action against women, and you deserve Sharia for bringing it up. Sorry. No, I'm not. Who am I kidding? I'm not fucking sorry at all. But they rejected her staffing request. I mean, come on, the nation where Prague, or at least his family's from, that kind of shit's just commonplace. Human trafficking? That's just a Tuesday. It's good for the economy there. You want a Middle Eastern wife who, like, sour milk spoils really quickly? Because, I mean, come on, If you are seen a really pretty Indian woman after the age of, like, 40? I'm just asking for a friend. I haven't. Moving on. But they rejected her staffing request. I made it top priority immediately, quote, or end quote. He added, referring to former Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, the chief financial officer, and Ned Siegel. a little picture here from this. Can I interact with this yet, or am I still banned? I'm still banned, aren't I? Yeah, I'm still banned. Okay. Uh, That's what I thought. That's kind of what I figured. Alright. All right. Jack Dorsey tweets on December 9th, this is false, referring to the uh, comments that you you heard what I said earlier. Twitter took no action to take down child exploitation. Jack Dorsey says, no, this is not true. And Elon Musk says, no, no, it's not. Because he said this is false. Elon Musk replies with, no, no, it's not. When Ella Irwin, who now runs trust and safety, joins Twitter team, yada, 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 moving on. Quote. I don't know what happened this past year, but to say we didn't take action for years isn't true. Jack, there's much you don't know. And you even came Jack Dorsey actually came out recently, and just to prove what I was saying about this, I went as center mainstream for this article and this information as I possibly could. Jack Dorsey apologizes for a Twitter moderation choices Scene: He did the wrong thing for the internet and society despite calling decisions the right thing at the time over here Business Insider yeah it's the India version but it is still Business Insider under the same company same parent company everything so let's let's, uh, let's check this out real quick scroll down here boom in a Tuesday blog post former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey weighed in on the revelations made in the Twitter files and said he led the social media platform to do the wrong thing for the internet and society." Society. The post first outlined Dorsey's thoughts on principles about the media. He has come to believe that social platforms, quote, must be resilient to corporate and government control. No shit. Quote, only the original author may remove content they produce, and that, quote, moderation is best implemented by algorithmic choices uh it's probably better to have a free flowing algorithm which is uh, inherent learning algorithm which is designed to learn from each individual they ba- basically go back to the algorithm that youtube had installed originally the popularity based system just a thought also bring like stars like what the fuck but a thumb up thumb down doesn't tell me shit Give me a star rating that tells me something. If I watched a video, right, and you got four point five stars. All right, that's p- fucking pretty good video, actually. Pretty solid. Has four stars, still pretty solid. Three point four. All right, it's all, it's okay. You know, it's probably not the greatest, but it's all right. Then you get down to like three star and you're like oh no no, no I'm good I'm gonna probably not that good and you can see a two star and you're like yeah no I'm good but then you see that 1.1.2 uh, or one star rating and you're like what the fuck is this monstrosity I have to see it that's one of my first things with the old YouTube YouTube days you go on YouTube right? you see a video three four five thousand fucking views no stars no stars. People weren't voting or interacting with it at all. They're just like, this is so bad, it doesn't deserve my interaction. Right? And that was even during the days of, like, neutral response where people were like, this video is a video. I don't know if you guys know what neutral response was, but it was a trend that needs to come back on YouTube, quite frankly. Um, But anyway, that's so off point. Let's get get back into this. Uh, That year, the New York Times reported that activist hedge fund Oh, sorry. Uh, quote, uh, the Twitter, when I let it, and the Twitter of today do not meet any of these principles. This is my fault alone. Oh, I'm spoiling myself. Damn it. Draws in a post saying, quote, he gave up pushing for the principles when an unnamed activist entered the stock in 2020. That year, New York Times reported, the activist hedge fund Elliott Management acquired one, a $1 billion stake in Twitter and called for Dorsey's ousting, though it was unclear whether Dorsey was referring to the company in his post. Dorsey went on to write that he believed social media companies had, uh, had amassed too much power and that Twitter's decision to bar former President Trump under Dorsey's own leadership was evidence of that power taken to an extreme. As I said before, we did the right thing for the public company business at the time. He did what he thought was right for Twitter. Not the world, not dialogue, not free speech. For Twitter as a financial company. But the wrong thing for the internet and society, Dorsey wrote. Yes, Dorsey, because you threw free speech under the fucking bus for profit. Of course it was the wrong choice for society and the internet. You bearded weirdo. But, I jumped ahead of myself and I didn't want to do that. Fuck. Alright, but you'll see what I'm talking about. There's a post-millennial article we're getting into. Ah. Let's see, quote, I don't know what happened in the past year, but to say we didn't take action for years isn't true. You can make all my emails public to verify company took away my access to email or I would. Dorsey shot back. Dorsey stepped down as Twitter CEO in November 2021. Text messages surfaced in court battles over Musk's acquisition of Twitter revealed that Dorsey privately cheered Musk's purchase of the company, stressing he, quote, couldn't be happier you're doing this. In March, before the acquisition, Dorsey lamented the state of affairs at the company, suggesting that, quote, a new platform is needed and that it shouldn't be a public company in text to Musk. Who stewed over what he perceived as Twitter's encroachment on free speech? Rewind here. Elon Musk is not a free speech absolutist, and now, for the most part, I'm not either. Um, and I've been this has been something I've said for a while. Uh, Elon Musk refuses to allow people like Alex Jones back on the platform, right? Because I can't tolerate anyone who would profit off the deaths of children. Doc, Obama and Hillary have accounts on your fucking platform, dude. Do you really want to go down the list of politicians who are personally responsible for the death of people in other countries, including kids? Like, how many little weddings in the Middle East do you think Obama was in? They're like, I'm gonna blow it up. I'm gonna sit here with a little controller here. You see this controller here? I'm gonna press a button. A Boom. Yeah, mir has got a summer body. Yeah, some are here and some are there and some are parts over there yeah, and some are body. Yeah, look okay, at Michelle. Fuck me with that dick, right? The only difference is now, now Byron's like the button, yeah button.
4: Button.
3: button, and the buttons not even connected to anything. He's, he's, Kamala's doing the thing where it's like you know you're playing with your little brother, but you gave your brother an unplugged-in second-player controller, so he's just sitting there. He <laughs> and you're saying like, yeah, buddy, you're doing great. Hey, man, I pressed the button, man. Hey, hey, come on, man. Yeah, you're gonna blow up I mean, I mean, see, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, the Potomac. Yeah. Now, ah, sorry, That's has my eyes. Since Musk's 44 billion took over, uh, took effect in. Let's see, since Musk's $44 billion, Do you mean takeover took effect in late October? The billionaire tycoon has upended the company's slashing jobs at a fervent clip, freeing accounts from Twitter jail, not me, and releasing the Twitter files, which detail internal company deliber- uh, deliberations on content moderation, something Musk has lambasted for harboring too much liberal bias. Yeah, yeah. Dorsey has been mostly quiet, particularly reframing, er, yeah, refraining from opinion or er, uh, opining on the contentious debate surrounding content moderation, but recently he nudged Musk to, quote, make everything public instead of the drip drop release from journalist Matt Taibbi. Yeah, and quit doing it on weekends, dog. Why are you doing it on the fucking weekends? I get it, like, uh, so later on today, by the time this goes up, this will probably be the first upload at 9. Or, uh, 11. Sorry, I upload at 11. Uh, I'm gonna start, this is gonna be my schedule, hopefully I can maintain it. it'll be. I upload a video at 11. I upload a video at 2. And I upload a video at... Five. Um, and at the same time, uh, at five, occasionally a meme compilation will go live too. Uh, and at seven, I'm gonna try and release just the whole day's broadcast into one episode, and there might be like the odd uh, special episode I do in the middle. But let's move on. Uh, but yeah, you need to start. They need to do more of this releasing during the week Because the journalists and the press aren't doing shit And they're not going to go back and investigate what happened in the two days they were in the fucking office They're not going to do that Uh, Elon Musk here From December 3rd, it looks like we'll need Like we will need another day Or so, and what happened on December 3rd Is Yuli Roth Or Yol Roth a former FBI intel, uh, basically psyop, glowy, was inside the Twitter building, combing through uh, the information was supposed to be going to Matt Taibbi, well, going to a lawyer to go to Matt Taibbi. Uh, Jack replied here on December 7th, like a week and a half later, if the goal is transparency to build trust. Why not just release everything without filter and let the people judge for themselves, including all discussions around the current and future actions? Make everything public now. Hashtag Twitter Files. From Jack Dorsey. Uh, we just read that. Quote, most importantly, data was hidden from you too, and some may have been deleted, but everything we find will be released, Musk replied at the time. The latest document dump, Taibi explored internal company deliberations to boot former President Donald Trump from the platform in the aftermath of the January 6th Capitol riot. That is the end of the article here from the Washington Examiner. Now we move over here to one of my personal preferences, the New York Post. Now, we talked about glows. We talked about glowies in Twitter just the other day. We just did an episode about this. December 8th, right when all the stuff with Yol Roth was breaking. Now here we are, December 13th. Like I said, they get newer as time goes on, article-wise. So let's see what's been going on with this creepy pedo The pedo Fuck pedo-bear. It's the pedo-fetto. Yoel Roth, ex-Twitter exec, former glowy slash currently active fucking fed forced to flee home on the twitter files released report oh buddy go fuck yourself so this guy wrote a whole thesis pretty much saying we need a platform where i can groom children not just me but other members by the way hey lgbtq community yeah, yeah alphabet mafia look i know you're not all groomers but at the same time, when the most public-facing figures who are part of your community are all fucking child molesters, rapists, pedophiles, and traffickers, and groomers, y'all really need to quit complaining about the fucking stereotype because other than gays against grooming, y'all as a community are doing fuck all to stop this. Fuck all. In fact, the overwhelming majority of people I know who are LGBTQ Basically My father molested me My mom never loved me Or my uncle touched me In weird ways Or the pastor hugged me A little too tightly Community That's what LGBT Stands for It's just short enough You don't have to deal with All that people touchy stuff Now <clears throat> These people end up Being pedophiles And it's like you're the community, like, look, man, it's not fair that you, you, you make yourself look like, like fucking bad guys, man. We're not all predators. It's just the most widely recognizable and famous people in your community are. Right? So you got to start being like a fucking Mormon, bro. Because when Mor- you know your Mormon guys was like how many wives you got. You just got to roll your fucking eye and be like, listen, buddy. Quit being mad I get more pussy than you. Moving on. That last joke was not very funny but I've learned from it. We have a video here from Fox. Let's check it out. Correspondent Mike
1: Emanuel is live in Washington. What new Mike are we learning? Fascinating, John, basically going through the steps that led to President Trump's removal in the aftermath of January 6th, the fifth installment of the Twitter files. is all about the removal of then-President Trump from the social media platform after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Independent journalist Barry Weiss tweeting a short time ago, quote, On the morning of January 8, President Donald Trump, with one remaining strike before being at risk of permanent suspension from Twitter, tweets twice. At 6.46 a.m., the president tweeted about the 75 million people who voted for him, noting quote, they will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. And then Weiss reveals internal debate from unnamed Twitter staffers about whether that was incitement. Weiss notes, quote, after January 6, Twitter employees organized to demand their employer ban Trump. Quote, there is a lot of employee advocacy happening, said one Twitter employee. There was some internal pushback. Quote, I am not seeing clear or coded incitement in the D.J.T. tweet, wrote Annika Navaroli, a Twitter policy official. I'll respond to the elections channel and say that our team has assessed and found no vios or violations. For the DJT1. Weiss also talk. notes former President Trump was treated differently than some foreign leaders. Quote In June 2018, Iran's Ayatollah Ali Khamenei tweeted Israel is a malignant, cancerous tumor in the West Asian re- region that has to be removed and eradicated. It is possible and it will happen. Twitter neither deleted the tweet nor banned the Ayatollah. And India's Prime Minister tweeted in early February 2021 threatening to arrest Twitter employees if they restored accounts that had been critical of him. Twitter did not ban him.
3: This is is all information that's going to be in the article. So, uh, okay. Let's get into the article. By Isabel Kane, December 13th, 2022. Twitter's former head of trust and safety was reportedly forced to flee his home due to rapidly intensifying threats from Elon Musk and his supporters. Okay, first off, this guy lives in, like, the second most groomiest part of California. Uh, He fled to a skiing trip. And second off, if he's actually really, like, fleeing, fleeing, like, uh... I'm questioning for nothing other than a gut feeling here Uh, some reports say no he sold his house and all this that and the other I I don't know if I fully believe that but even so let's just say this is the the retreat that a lot of people are writing it out to be why are you running if you have nothing to run from why are you running that means whatever you wrote you know was bad like, you, you know there was morally reprehensible things in this thesis, y'all. You you want to you know, why don't you, you know, stay where you are and justify why you argued for there to be a grinder equivalent for children. Hmm? Y'all? But no, you and your butt buddy there are gonna go run to the mountains. Brokeback style. Right. <clears throat> Yol Roth, who resigned from Twitter in November, and his family left their Bay Area home this weekend over safety concerns spurred in part by the release of the Twitter files. Roth has faced mounting threats following the release of the site's internal documents, which only intensified over the weekend when Musk misrepresented Roth's academic writing in a tweet basically claiming Roth has a favorable view of pedophilia. Is it... Fucking baselessly, though? Okay. We'll we'll, we'll see how this turns out for you. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it works. Quote, Looks like Yoel is arguing in favor of children being able to access adult internet services in his PhD thesis. Musk tweeted Saturday with a screenshot of Roth's dissertation. The Washington Post reported, Oh, and by the way, The Washington Post is going bankrupt they just announced massive layoffs to uh, yesterday you love to hear it a brigade of threats were sent to people Roth had replied to on Twitter and the menacing became uh, so intense that several of his family and friends had to delete their Twitter accounts musk supporters also directed their online harassment towards professors. Who reviewed Ross' dissertation, which was written in twenty sixteen, and his graduate school, University of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania man, just a real rough fucking run of it for you. Oh look, here. Tell you what, it's baselessly claimed, right New York Post, right New York Post. Well, thank God Elon must put a little fucking screenshot here. Let's read it from the dissertation right here whole tweet. Fuck it, read the whole tweet. Looks like Yol is arguing in favor of children being able to access adult internet services in his PhD thesis. (laughs) Sexuality. But it's worth considering how, if at all, the current generation of popular sites of gay networked sociability might fit into an overall queer social landscape that increasingly includes individuals under the age of 18 even with the services extensive content management grinder may well be too lewd or too hookup oriented to be safe and age appropriate resources for teenagers but the fact that people under 18 are on these services already indicate that we can't readily Dismiss the, these platforms as out of hand, as uh, local, uh, low key for uh, queer youth culture. Rather than merely trying to absolve themselves of legal responsibility, or worse, trying to uh, drive out teenagers entirely, service providers should instead focus on crafting safety strategies that can accommodate a wide variety of use cases for platforms like Grindr, including possibly their role in safely connecting queer young adults. My motherfucking dude here just argued dead ass for Grinder for young adults and people under the age of 18
1: I'm sorry what the fuck
3: thanks Jack now since then it's so fucking funny to me that somehow that some posts and outlets will be like oh he basically claimed this and then in the exact article literally have the part where he wanted the fucking app for gay minors Right. By the way, by the way, okay, so, if your issue is there is currently, uh, gay youth, as your groomer ass puts it, um, there no such thing, by the way, until you're 18 and out there in the world, I don't care, uh, you're, you, you're asexual. Now, because, like, that fuck out. I'm really becoming a boomer, but, ah, moving on, now... If your concern is, oh, we have too many adult, we have too many kids getting into these dating apps for adults. Okay, what about the inverse where you're going to have adults getting on to the kid version of these apps. And now you have adults acting as kids in Grinder Jr. So, again... You're just creating an even more creepy loophole for groomers to get in charge and in contact with fucking kids. But let's move on, shall we? Roth, who is gay, suggested in his dissertation that gay dating apps like Grindr should adopt safety policies to accommodate teenagers who already use these apps who already use the apps under age. As a form of harm reduction on social media. Do you fucking hear yourselves? No. These apps should not become more accessible and accommodating towards minors. They should become more restricted and harder for minors to get on. But continue to focus on all the wrong fucking issues here. Groomer. Roth's role as head of trust and safety at Twitter involved him working on sensitive issues including the suspension of former President Donald Trump's account in 2021. With the release of the Twitter files, just, uh, journalist Barry Weiss shared a series of screenshots allegedly showing internal conversations between Roth and other employees in which they discussed whether to ban Trump's account, CNN reported. There you go. There's also like an exact 10 years' age difference between these guys. It's amazing how he looks like the perfect combination between like Gomer Pyle and Mark Zuckerberg. Is this the guy that does the voice of uh, the guy from um, Phineas and Ferb? I guess the Finksenberger, whatever the hell the doctor's name is. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, is that the voice of Doofenshmirtz? Musk has previously. Been supported, uh, supportive of Roth, but his tune changed when he left the company. Uh, left the company two weeks after his takeover in October, when Roth was still employed by Twitter. Musk had Musk was asked about some of his old tweets. "Quote: We've all made some questionable tweets. Me more than most, but I want to be clear that I support Yol. My sense is that he has high integrity." And, we are all entitled to our political beliefs, Musk tweeted. The incident c- coincides with Twitter abruptly dissolving its trust in Safety Council Monday night, further indicating the unraveling of the social media network at the hands of Musk. Go oh, fuck yourself. Twitter is seeing un- at all-time highs right now, alright? Elon Musk... Added, uh, Elon Musk says Twitter added 1.6 million daily active users in the week, uh, in the week gone by, taking the total count to an all time high of 259.4 million daily active concurrent users. You can just Google this and it comes right on up. So I'm sorry, uh, New York Post, but your criticisms don't seem to hold water, and I'm questioning your taste and age preferences suddenly. Let's see. For an article that let's see, what does Henry Henry Keebler, oh he's my favorite of the cookie makers. For an article that claimed to be about Roth's need to flee due to threats, it says very little about the threats. Mounting threats, is about the total information provided. Threats of what? Merely mean tweets? Or credible threats? People showing up at his home? Or just tweeting? Death threats? Not death threats. The mention mention that there were threats to people Roth had replied to on Twitter is a weird way of wording things. People he replied to in agreement or disagreement. What threats There's not even an according to statement explaining where the information on these unspecific threats came from. It sounds like Roth went on vacation and used the opportunity to make himself the victim. What's surprising is that this article sounds like kind of a ventriloquist kind of ventriloquist journalism. I like that. Ventriloquist journalist. Hmm. We're used to from the Times or Wapo, not the Post. It's not sourced at all. There are no actual examples of the threats. Uh, of the threats, and the threats are the smallest mention in the article. With most of the words pointing out how unfair or wrong Musk is to poor Roth. In short, it sounds like this was fed to the reporter by Roth, I would love to know where the reporter got the info from for this article, that pretends to be about vague, unspecified threats that not a single witness or source could be quoted on, even anonymously. This is what goes for journalism today, gossip, vague statements, without proof, intentional leaks digging into social media of 20 years ago when the subject targets were in their teens activism and sending an article for a comment one minute before publication no wonder no one trusts the media anymore 100 percent i was just able to verif- verify that yul ross has an account on twitter so much for him deleting his account due to hate Lull. It does make me not trust the rest of the article. I'm happy. Gee, that's rough. You should call the conservative Supreme Court justices and ask them for advice on how to handle threats to themselves and their family. Mary Frances. God damn. All right, let's move on to the last article for today's for for this upload today. Over here at the Post-Millennial for an article that just came out yesterday as the time of recording. From the Post-Millennial. My fault alone, Dak Dorsey falls on sore to protect woke Twitter staff. Quote, the current attacks on my former colleagues could be dangerous and doesn't solve anything if you want to blame directed at me. Says like the true emo in a beanie he still is. Or lack of... Or, uh, directed at me for my actions, or lack thereof, Dorsey wrote as he swooshed his hair to one side. Oh! Okay, uh, let's see. We have a turning point video here. Okay, so look, I don't, you guys don't have to agree with me, but I think I, as someone, who I'm anarchist for the simple argument of this. If I cannot have a government by and ran by the Constitution, uh, now I will completely agree if you if you tell me that minarchists Menarchi- are not actual anarchists Completely agree, like a thousand percent They're they're just libertarians with a cooler name Like, I, I think we might all Agree on that one here, and if not Leave your arguments in the comments below, I do enjoy Engaging with you guys, even, and by the way Um, give me one second uh, You know what, I'll, 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 I'll get to the beginning of another episode There's a person who uh, Deserves a shout out, because they, they Were uh, calling me out on, it was some Minor bullshit they called me out on, but I'm still grateful To have been called out on it, anyway I, uh, I find Charlie Kirk um, to be cringy, but I respect what he's doing. Uh, he also will go up against people. I like how, uh, how he checked Vosh, and now Vosh is nervous to even go in the same fucking room as him. But let's check out this little clip here. Let's see if this has anything so, to but do. James,
2: how do we respond when they play the race card immediately? Because, and I'll be very honest, this is a white guilt kind of phenomenon where white people have been guilted for no reason whatsoever to just do nothing and allow these incredibly miserable, deranged people to take over our country because, and it's mostly an upper-middle-class society, and I see this white guilt phenomenon spreading in Scottsdale like crazy, driving nuts, right? Where, you know, the mom drives the Tesla, the kids to school, and she then, her whole day is like, I have to try to repent for all this wealth or something. James, and by the way, it's very powerful. White guilt is something is that to the BLM the movement way? and has been the basis for this. When they play the race card, how do we respond? Right. All right, so... Let me actually add a book example for you, not just they are the book banners, you want one? This this is a, a moment in photographic history that's been burned into my memory. They, they put out some propaganda, one Gavin Newsom, you probably heard of, put out some propaganda about how the, the conservatives want to ban books, and he's sitting there, legs crossed, looking all like, mm, like I've read a book one time, Is he little glasses or something. He's looking at this book, and he's reading this book, and this is on, he's got this stack of books on the table. This is the book that they want to ban, and it was To Kill a Mockingbird. They banned that book. No conservative wants to ban that book. They banned that book because of its depictions of race in the time period when this, it was. was this discussed is exactly it. right. They don't like *To Kill a Mockingbird* because they say it reinforces a white supremacist judicial construct of presumption of innocence and independent judiciary, sure. and, that it, no, and that it frames oppressor oppressed of what white savior complex. Yeah, they because banned that. That's book. literally what they say. Because in the is book Atticus Finch any... comes okay, and does something that on, only a white hold savior. On,
3: we'll come back to this. I, I I'm beginning to doubt if this will have anything actually do with the article. They were actually reading. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the end of it. On Tuesday, Twitter co-founder and former C, uh, CEO Jack Dorsey penned a blog post explaining his take on the Twitter files, outlining what he felt went wrong during his time in charge of the company. And taking the blame for his social media platform shortcoming, Dorsey began by outlining three core principles he believed social media platforms should adhere to going forward. He suggested that they must be, quote, resilient to corporate and government control. Uh only allow the original author to remove content they produce and ensure that users have their choice when it comes to moderation algorithms. Yeah, he's working on new social media too. Quote, The Twitter, when I let it, and the Twitter of today do not meet any of these principles. He lamented, quote, This is my fault alone, and I completely gave gave up pushing for them when an activist entered our stock in 2020, Dorsey you were already cucking way before that dog. was banned way before that, get real. Dorsey went on to explain that the biggest mistake he made was to continue helping build tools allowing Twitter to manage the public conversation instead of tools giving users the ability to manage it themselves. I'm from the... I remember the early days and last days of YouTube com- of the YouTube commentary community. And I say last days because that shit's pretty much dead now. You have people like Turkey Tom. They're still doing it. Pyro. Pyrocynical's kind of fucking doing it, I guess. But all the legends are gone, bro. All the legends are gone. Like, Colossal is crazy. It's been, what, two years now? Like, come on. He's gone. He's gone. But, um... I I actually particularly miss uh, sassy OP or sassy and opinionated, but yeah, no sassy OP was the shit. Um, let's see. But anyway, my, my point with bringing up that bring the the commentary community is a little point of it, right? Or the like the commentary at its finest, or the commentary community at its finest. They were calling out wrongdoing within their own community or with other content creators as a whole calling out scams and cons right now like you're seeing a i don't think established titles is a scam they're not sponsoring me or anything um but you know right now that's a big thing people are being called out and there's now like a independent investigation going on into what this group of people you know what established titles is and it's being the investigation is being done exclusively by the very community that was making money off of running the ads before so you leave people to do it there will be that group of powerful voices that will rise up in the group itself not leaders not figureheads just people who have a lot of attention on them and content cop You remember content cop before i does became i cucks i cucked uh, we can start calling now Kind of cab used to end fucking careers, supposedly. But that's beside the point. Let's, let's continue, shall we? "Quote this burdened the company with too much power and opened us, uh, opened us to insignificant outside. Opened us up to significant outside pressure, such as advertising budgets." He suggested that the companies had become far too powerful in today's world, pointing out that the decision to suspend a sitting president from the social media platform while savvy from a business point of view was detrimental to society. Quote, Content takedowns and suspensions should not be possible, Dorsey added, noting that, quote, Doing so complicates the important context, learning, and enforcement of illegal activity. And quote. Turning his attention to the Twitter files, Dorsey wrote that if Twitter had worked to put the people of or the people in the driver's seat, the company probably wouldn't be in the situation of needing fresh a fresh reset. He expressed support for Elon Musk's action but suggested that perhaps a WikiLeaks style drop would have been more beneficial as it would have allowed for more people to give a diverse set of interpretations. Agreed. It's funny, I would have called him more Snowden, but okay. Just because, like, Snowden, uh, he gave his information to three journalists. I think Matt Taibbi was actually one of them. It was Matt Taibbi, I think it was Matt Taibbi. No, it wasn't Matt Taibbi. It was Glenn Greenwald, and I cannot for the life of me remember the other two. It was a male and a female, and the the female was a, I believe she was, was, I believe it was a Times, a Breitbart, and a... god i can't remember the other outlet let's move on god that's ancient history i should do a deep dive into it after i refresh my memory uh there's nothing to hide only a lot to learn from he continued adding that he attacks that the attacks on his former colleagues quote could be dangerous and don't solve anything if you want to blame Direct that meanly action you led me around. He said. Dorsey concluded by announcing that he would soon be giving out one million per year to signal for the first in a series of grants with the goal of open internet development. Since leaving Twitter, Dorsey has been consistent in his acknowledgement that the internet is being changed for the worse via the actions taken by big corporations and has fought to promote the idea that it should return to its former glory as a free speech as a free space where community and creativity can flourish. Let's see what what were these clips here.
2: Here could do. Messianic White Savior Complex. They banned to the kill mockingbird. They, banned, they they do this all the time. And so Don't let them call you out on that. It's the same thing. If they pull out a name, they pull out a name. I'm going to give you a definition of critical race theory that you've probably not heard. It's a very simple one, it's a very easy one to remember. Critical race theory is calling everything you want to control racist until you control it. So if they call you a racist, all that means is they want to control you. If they say this school is racist, that means they want control of how that school operates. If they say our military is racist, that means they want to control our military. That's all it means. If they call you a homophobe, that's because they want to control you. They call you a transphobe, that's because they want to control you. And so a lesson to practice, and you you do want to have a little bit of savvy, but the, the, the thrust of the right answer is, so what? Yeah, that's, right. that's right, that's right, You can't, I mean, I literally would say that. You can't control me that way. I'm not a racist, but even if I were, how am I wrong? So what, why would it matter? And because what they're trying to do is conflate a moral argument, you're a bad person, with a, you're wrong, which is a, a logical argument. They're trying to mix them together, and th- so what? you have to not care about the accusation but what you really need to do is take another step beyond that and realize this is a person who's trying to manipulate and control a situation trying to manipulate and control a social circumstance around me and make me look bad so they won't listen to me and if you kind of just step up and say it call it out and say you can't control me this way what you're saying is not true and i'm not going to put up with it it really dispels it it really dispels it yeah and they're not used to citizens having the conviction or the spine or the wherewithal to hold their ground when they receive an accusation what they want is well, well, well but i but you know but i have a black friend yeah and then they're gonna get you with that yeah and th- that's where again kind of the turning point philosophy is shut up bigot like very simple you call them that like actually you're a bigot and oh really you all oh, diversity is our strength at Martha's Vineyard workout they spent like 42 minutes there we called the National Guard it's a hurricane it's a tsunami what was it the NBC News said about it no no literally NBC News was like this is a natural disaster no no and then, no, then NBC News tweeted out they had to delete the tweet they said imagine just going down the side of the street and dumping your trash on somebody else's yard this is what NBC News says that's
0: what NBC about said.
2: 50 Venezuelans like how about pal you come down in the we got Two thousand coming across the border every single day here in Arizona. So the point, I, I guess, I, I always put. I think you got to punch back twice as hard, all the time. But not everyone is prepared for that. So at the least, at the least, then James, reject the premise. Yeah, so you I, have to reject the premise. At the, the very premise. least, they just realize they're trying to control. Their only reason they're saying that is because because they know it can put power on you. I said in my talk last night that these people think they're wizards. They're using it as a magic spell to control you. And your magic spell back, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know if we do that over here, was dispel magic. You just reject the premise. There's no magic here. You're Gandalf. You shall not pass. It, actually, you just stand up to them and say, I'm not going to do this. This doesn't. This trick, actually, it's really powerful. This trick doesn't work on me anymore. That's right. I'm gonna say what I have to say. This trick doesn't work on me. You had me for a few years, I'm not doing this okay. anymore.
3: So no, has nothing to do with uh <sighs> with the episodes.
0: Huh? Superintendent of Loudoun County Schools has been indicted, indicted. Now, if you were following this program in 2021, in the fall, there was a huge scandal, even back to the summer, that erupted multiple incidents of sexual assault taking place in bathrooms in Loudoun County schools. There was a father who was arrested after causing a disturbance, and he did cause a disturbance, at a school board meeting. But we later found out why he caused that disturbance. Because the school board refused to meet with him, refused to hear his his concerns and his discussions, and it later came out thanks to the Halkion work of one Luke Rosiak over at the Daily Wire, a fantastic investigative journalist, investigative reporter. It came out that that father's daughter-
3: Okay, okay, look, I can explain. Um... The reason why it says I heard Jewish boys there is I was putting together uh, a a thumbnail for one of my Kanye videos, and I couldn't quite find the head at the right angle I needed it to be at. I was just kind of embarrassed that I was there, so I wanted to just uh, clear my name, uh, as it it were.
0: Had been raped by a boy wearing a skirt inside the Loudoun County bathrooms, and it turned out wasn't the first sexual assault that that boy had committed Libby emmons walk us through what happened in this case and then also we have to get into the fact that the new york times of all places came out attacking anyone who criticized this situation anyone who criticized the the superintendents the school district they said the school district has come under attack by right-wing pundits and conservatives um there's a huge article up by michelle goldberg you know the rights big lie about a sexual assault in virginia and now here we are little over a year later, the superintendent's been indicted.
4: What's gone wrong in Loudoun County? So pretty much everything has gone wrong in Loudoun County and so many of of our school districts are in peril for for similar reasons actually so you had a um, young girl a uh, ninth grader i believe and she was raped in the school bathroom uh, by a boy that she knew who was wearing a skirt and later it was revealed that it was forcible sodomy as well as forcible fellatio about a month later the school was trying to push through transgender bathroom policies so that anybody can use any bathroom that they want and also there were issues regarding pronouns there was a school board meeting. Parents showed up to ask questions about the gender-neutral bathroom policies that the school was trying to push through, as well as the father that we just saw showed up at that school board meeting to tell the school board and to talk to them about how his daughter was, uh, you know, sexually assaulted like this um, in the in the school bathroom, and in fact, he was arrested himself at that school board meeting for what they said was causing a disturbance when really he was trying to get justice for his daughter who he sent to school um, where she's supposed to get educated and she came home having been sexually violated um, in the bathroom there at the school. The other thing too that happened is as this case unfolded and before all of the details came out, uh, Mr. Smith, the young girl's um, father, ended up being part of the justification for the Biden administration and Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice to go after angry parents who go to speak at school board meetings. If we remember, there were lots of parents going to school board meetings, speaking out about um, trans bathroom policies, pronoun policies, pornography in school libraries, which we saw quite a lot of, also school masking. Also, you know, um, vaccination mandates and also uh, COVID lockdown restrictions, remote school—all of these things. Parents really did get involved during the pandemic when they saw how poorly their students were being treated at schools by administrators Um, and educators. Also, I think were very angry as well at at how some of this stuff went down. So, a man, he, he. a man's daughter is raped in a bathroom and the federal government uses his anger at that situation to declare that they are going to prosecute parents the same with the same tools that they use to prosecute domestic terrorists yep
3: uh the only reason i pulled this up was just to show uh show off and flex a tiny bit that i covered this when it happened i uh I had a lot of free time on my hands at that point in the uh, clown world timeline so I was able to crank out like three or four episodes about Latin County every couple days so the, this was a story that I uh, I actually followed uh, <clears throat> pretty closely this, um, this student was moved from a couple schools in the area and the school uh, employees and teachers and whatever were told by his history but they were told they weren't allowed to do anything or talk about it so they didn't but that being said i'm gonna wrap this episode up here i gotta record at least one or two more episodes i go to work here in a handful of hours so that being said this has been inside four walls first episode of thursday december 15th 2022 and i shall catch you guys later deuce
4: is not the solution to our problem. Government
1: is the problem.